Now, according to news reports today, some employers are telling their staff not to travel out of their region, especially not to Auckland, to minimise the risk of catching Omicron. Now, of course, you can actually travel anywhere that you like for any reason that you like under the red setting. We're not in lockdown. With us now is Max Whitehead, an employment relations expert. Hiya, Max. Hey, Heather. Yes, this is a bit of a, a, a very edgy time for employers. And look, the thing about employers, and a great story you've just told about Ian Taylor, the magnificent man. But one thing that people should know about employers, they have to speculate what's going to happen in the future. Now, that means planning. That means gathering information, planning. And that's how employers survive. That's how some employers do very, very well, because they've taken the time to analyse, work it out, see the gaps, move quickly before it actually happens. Gosh, Heather, I wish I'd government to do the same. <laughs> I think many of us do, actually, Max. Looking forward would be a good thing. What do you reckon if, if an employer is asking an employee not to travel regionally? Because, of course, you know, they might go to a region where Omicron is prolific or more so than where they're based. They might catch it on the plane or whatever. Is that a reasonable request? It, it is from, from their perspective. Now, you look at it. Um, but in, in my particular area here, there's a place where they have over 100 people working and uh, they work with plastic uh, and, and they, they, they work close to each other. So if Omicron got into their workplace, it's going to shut them down. And look, that's the worst scenario for an employer right now. So the recommendation is, hey, guys, uh, take care when you go home. Stay in your bubble if you can. Please, you know, all those things that the um, government we used to growl at them for saying, but employers are going to have to say to try and keep their businesses going right through this outbreak as long as they can. That's what their prime objective is. And look, they're trying to look after those employees. Too. They're trying to stay alive. Currently, right now, businesses are in a very, very difficult spot. They've gone through huge lockdowns, particularly in Auckland here, four months of no income. And then the supply shipping is just drying up everywhere, and Tauranga Port have just notified people: "Look, we're going to we're so bound up because there's some problem with a government department which was not giving us uh, permission to do stuff. So we're going to have to get solar in our port as well." Then on top of that, there's the staff deficit. There's not enough staff out there, so if they're running out staff, they can't find replacements. Then on top of that. Omicron's coming. So it's the perfect storm. And uh, I've got to say, the next six months is going to be very, very difficult for a lot of businesses. And a lot, I can tell you now, are saying, is it worth us continuing or should we shut the doors for uh, six months to a year or even perhaps mm. go offshore? Because that's where it's probably easier to do trading offshore. What would you do if you were an employer right now with Omicron circulating, right? You want to obviously avoid having all of your staff isolating at once, given it's a 10-day isolation period, even if you're just a close contact. But if you send them to work from home right now, you might be sending them to work from home for the next six months, Max, which is a really long time. It is a very long time. Look, so what, what employers have been doing is watching Australia very, very closely, what happened there. You know, we've got a... We've got potentially the same population density in many areas. A lot of the states of Australia have the same population of New Zealand. And so we've watched them closely and we've watched the difficulties they went through. They, a lot of the businesses came to a grinding halt. And if you look at their cities, they dried up immediately. No one locked them down. People didn't go into the cities. They didn't want to catch it. And they slowed right up. Now, a huge proportion did catch it. And it was just a, 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 a cold. So that was nice for them. But, of course, it's always the vulnerable that are going to suffer. Yeah? And that's what we're probably bracing for. But from an employer's perspective, 
what you've um, potentially could see your business shut down, then you would potentially say to them, look, guys, these are the precautions we'd like you to take. Limit the amount of public places you go to. Limit the amount of travel you do uh, outside the region if, if you're... Um, say in the Waikato, look, if you can avoid Auckland, you can, because that's going to be the nub of the problem. Um, and, and look, they just advise them. Um, they can't compel them not to do it in their own time, but advise them to try and slow down the uh, virus from getting to the business and then travelling about. But, you know, um, Heather, you just broke the news to me. I had no idea the government had finally woken up about antigen testing, and that's a relief to businesses. I can tell you now, a lot of small businesses just feel Completely powerless here. The government's taken off them all the um, all, all the antigen testing, and then said and a lot of them applying, even claiming that there were urgent businesses that need it. And the government said no. Mm. So it's a lot of pain out there for small business. But to hear some good news today that the government may decide to get them, and then they will distribute them as they probably see fit. <laughs> That's not good news because obviously we see this government treating businesses. Not yeah. very well and not a very high priority. Business could probably do a better job. Max, it's always good to talk to you. Thank you so much, mate. That's Max Whitehead, employment relations expert.